Hello, my name is Kudzai Mubaiwa. I'm from Zimbabwe and from the capital city of Harare. You are listening to Transit Lounge Radio at the Open Fora in Berlin. That's wonderful. Thank you, Kudzai, for joining me in the Transit Lounge. I'm really excited to have you here because I've been a fan of your work for quite a long time. Um, so would you like to tell our listeners what it is that you're doing here in Berlin and what you're focused on in Zimbabwe? Right, thank you very much. Well, I'm in Berlin for two events. The one is a Republica, which is an event I'm attending for the fourth time. I will be speaking there on uh, digital literacy. And on the other one is around uh, Republica in uh, in Accra, which is an event that is uh, an offshoot of Republica in Berlin that we have been doing in Accra, started last year. But I'm also quite glad to be here um, to speak at the Feminist Cafe that is being held this afternoon here in Berlin. I'm looking forward to be speaking on uh, issues to do with, you know, family, friends, issues to do with finance and uh, freedom really that comes to women around those issues. One of your main interests is really financial empowerment for women. Would you talk to me, because this is something that's also very dear to my heart, making decent money and then knowing how to manage it and like investing or running a business. So I'm curious to know a little bit about what kind of approach you take. Absolutely. Well, I, I do have a, a lot of passion around that area. In fact, that is my life's work. Right now, I, I do work in the space of economic development, particularly focusing on working with women and, and youth. I'm very excited because a lot of my work this past few years has revolved around women, just helping them to be financially empowered. The third pattern is that, you know, uh, if a woman has finance or money of her own, then she's able to make decisions. With finance always comes freedom. And by freedom, we're referring to having options. You can be able to extract yourself from difficult situations. You can be able to make life choices as long as you have a strengthened economy. So the emphasis really is to help women not only around the basics of various ways in which they can make money, but also to help them to learn how to manage that money. Because I do believe that managing money is always more important than making it. So that's the kind of work I do. And I I do enjoy it because it brings transformation that you can be able to track. Absolutely. I mean, it must be exciting to see the changes in people's lives when you work with them. So do you want to talk a little bit about some of the challenges that women face in Zimbabwe? I would say the biggest one when we speak about issues to do with economic development that women face is just the confidence issue around, can I be able to make money of my own? And is it right to make money of my own? I mean, patriarchy is a, is a huge issue. The way people are socialized is such that, you know, the father is the head of the home. And therefore, whether he's financially literate or not, whether he's bringing in any income or not, by default, he is the household money manager. And many women are socialized in this way and they go on to socialize other women. So it could be their daughters or other women around them in this way, to the extent that in the language that I speak, which is, which is called Shona, if a woman would be empowered financially and she's assertive and she is confident, people would then begin to speak to her and ask her, do you think you are a man? I mean, the equivalent would be, do you think you're a man? And it's, it's quite unfortunate that that is the thinking that is there. And it's not very easy to get that out of people's heads. You will find that the average Zimbabwean is reasonably educated. Most of us are literate. We are like one of the top five in Africa. Perhaps 92% of Zimbabweans are able to read and write. Um, But we've not necessarily converted that ability, that literacy to what I would call financial literacy and are further extending it to our socialization to say it is feasible for a woman to have money and to make a difference. And yet studies around the world are quite clear that when women handle money, when they generate income, they give back more to the communities. And that statistic is quite true. In Zimbabwe, the average woman who's making money will make sure children are fed, will make sure that they have eaten, the family has you know, a roof over their head, that they're going to school, and that there's general economic development and progress in people's lives. So I, I believe that the greatest challenge really is you know, the mindset issues, um, dealing with that and being able to empower women, women, because we do start actually from a mindset. 
that says you must appreciate that there is nothing wrong with you generating a bit of income for yourself. And then we open them up to the possibilities of the things they could do if they have income of their own. I think that's so important, changing that mindset so that the idea that women can earn their own money and that they don't have to rely on on a man to support them, whether it's the husband or the father, and so that they can contribute to society and have sort of independence and agency. So do you want to tell me just briefly, what are some of the kind of business ideas or some of the, um, you say you're working with founders, things that people are coming up with in terms of running their own business or creating innovation so it's interesting that in the program that we run, and uh, we have a space called Eyes on Hub, and where we run what we call a female founders program every year, we are getting people who are coming in from different sectors with all kinds of ideas. What I find very particularly interesting and exciting is the fact that women are coming up with more and more of ideas around manufacturing. So they make things. Um, and that's a good thing because, you know, typically they say women like to shop and we are consumers. So it's really fantastic when you see women making things and they're answering very basic problems. So people always clean. They do come up with detergents, literally building brands from the bottom up and, you know, pushing them in the market, uh, you know, for cleaning materials that they've come up with by themselves and branded in their own names, which is a really good thing. We've seen women also participate in spaces like services, just running security companies. We've seen women, you know, uh, participate in things like agriculture, which is a really good thing as well, because they literally just take the means of production and begin to do, you know, uh, your horticulture and, and just feed people as it were. So those are some of the initiatives that we've seen women do very, very well. Over and above, of course, retailing. And I'm not talking about micro retailing of small, selling small things, but opening up proper shops and then even backward integration of actually making, uh, you know, some of the pieces of clothing that they sell in those shops. Oh, that's wonderful. For me, I know... I like to make my own clothes. That's something my mum taught me. And it really, for me, it's really special to have that skill. And I think it's really sad that it's kind of been lost a lot. And I know when I was in um, Kenya, there was an issue with the secondhand clothes that were coming in and flooding the market very cheap. And so that some of the kind of traditional tailors were going out of business. I think it's really exciting to hear that women are also taking agency and kind of making their own, making clothes as a business. Do you have any tips on style? <laughs> On style, I think the first thing I would say is that it's good to be yourself. So I find that the people that do the best are the ones that come up with a culture that is unique, that expresses how a typical Zimbabwean or even an African would dress. It's quite trendy. So the certain prints, it's an urban and a fusion. It's a mix of local types of brands and local types of cuts uh, with a bit of the modern world or just across the world. But whichever way, I think it's just good to just be proud of who you are and because you cannot be anything other than who you are. So I think the culture is really emerging also through the dress. So in terms of the tips, I think just being yourself, that's more than enough. Wonderful. Is there anywhere we can buy some of these clothes in Germany? Oh, yes, certainly. I actually am thinking in mind of one of the specific ones that went through our program, and that's called Joe's Couture. And they've just recently expanded, not only in Zimbabwe, they've just gone across the borders to South Africa, which is next door. So that's the kind of story that we're looking for, uh, where women can be able to build brands that can be able to scale and be able to scale across the borders. Cool. That's really exciting. I'll let you go in a minute to join Blen and the Feminist Cafe. What is your vision for the future? <laughs> There's never been a more perfect time right now for women to begin to be inward looking and realize the fact that they're human beings with, with abilities, God-given abilities, God-given talents. And really in this life, if you're going to live life to the full, you must express yourself. And for many of us, our prosperity will be found in you know, just finding that purpose. So those things you find easy to do, those things you enjoy doing in life, pursue them and where you can monetize them. And in that way, you know, you can be able to make the life choices you want and live life to the full. I do also believe that it is important not only to have regard for financial literacy, but try and combine that in the digital world with 
you know, the abilities and the opportunities that come with the internet. I know for certain in Zimbabwe, that's one of the things that has really helped. The opportunity of the internet allows a woman who perhaps would have been scared or uh, would find it very difficult in the times past to open a bank account because some paperwork may require a spouse. Just buying a SIM card in the modern day world is enough because your phone can literally be your bank. And so it's good that we embrace technology as we've known it and and the way it is going. And that way, we know that the future will definitely be female and it will be digital. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me here. I'm looking forward to hearing you talk more in the cafe. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here as well.